And hello, and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, it's our first show of 2020. How are you feeling about that? Pretty good. I, I, it was a lot sooner than I thought because I, I, I know. literally minutes before you actually messaged me this morning, I was like, "Have we got a show this morning, or is that next week?" I, I know. You know, we took two weeks off for Christmas and New Year. Felt way longer, but boy, boy, was it nice to actually sit back and recharge my batteries for a minute. It really was. It gave me a lot of time to catch up on stuff I haven't done yet. I catch up on Same. video games I haven't played and TV shows I haven't watched, movies I haven't I seen. Watched, I watched so many movies uh, while we were on break. What did I see? I saw Uncut Gems. Oh, I saw good. Frozen. Really good. I saw Uncut Gems. I saw Frozen 2. Eh. I saw uh, Knives Out. That was great. Yeah. Did you see Parasite? I saw... I did not. I want to, though. Is it still in theaters? I know it's, again, you got to remember, I live in like shitty podunk Canadian yeah. town, and that's like an international movie. I'd probably have to go to the city if I wanted to see that. That's uh, what I yeah, have I to saw, do. <laughs> I saw Knives Out. I saw Ready or Not. Yeah, I saw so many movies, and I feel glad that I watched so many movies. Yeah, that was, this end, as I said, when I made my, my tw best of 2019 list, the, the back end of this year was so backloaded with like great content. Mm -hmm. I watched the first episode of The Witcher and then got stuck up, but I enjoyed the first episode of The Witcher. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I watched the whole thing. I yeah. thought it was brilliant, despite like me thinking like when when it was announced and when it was being filmed, it didn't look too good, but it looks brilliant. It, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm glad that it actually exceeded expectations. You don't hear that mm -hmm. very often, something that exceeds uh, expectations. Also, someone's saying uh, we got a Prime sub, in which case, hey, thank you for reminding us, uh, Michaelis. Yes, thank you. Again, I haven't finished The Witcher yet, but I have uh, just, you know, everywhere I go, hearing the song, throw a coin to your Witcher, oh, Valley of Plenty, oh, Valley of yes. Plenty. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I don't need to see the show now, because this is the best part right here. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that will get stuck in your head, as well as um, I'm sure people who aren't familiar with the games probably got confused a little bit with the season, because much like Westworld, it jumps all over the place in terms of timelines. Yeah. There's multiple timelines happening at the same time, and all that stuff but it all by the last episode it all makes sense that's good i definitely appreciate that henry cavill man what a great actor he is man that guy should play superman someday <laughs> actually you know with with his gruff exterior it feels like he probably could have actually made a good batman in an alternate reality <laughs> yeah doesn't it yeah. uh what else have i been playing oh I, uh, I was gifted a copy of Borderlands 3 for Christmas. You know, I'd been putting off playing it forever because the whole gearbox thing was just so uncomfortable. It's fine. It's the same looter shooter action. But, oh, boy, has the script taken a massive hit now that Anthony Birch isn't writing it. Yeah, I just didn't bother with it, mainly because I never finished Borderlands 2 either. But, yeah, ah. it just, yeah, it never really seemed like no one seemed to talk about that after it came out. And I'm like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's probably not very good came came and went the worst thing about it is like okay you know different writers maybe it could totally like you know chart a new course no we're gonna keep trying to write it like anthony birch is writing it but without <laughs> him being there i'm like that's a terrible idea yeah he seems to have lacked his like specific like humor and wit and whatnot absolutely because he's not forcing it when he does it mm. that shit's just natural uh what else did i do um uh 
Yeah, I guess that's it. I I ate a lot. I completely fucked off my keto diet for a month. That was fun. <laughs> I had banana puddings and baked goods and everything else. Oh, jeez. How how have you been, Matt? Since last we talked, uh, your country uh, seems to be on fire. I believe the uh, weather forecast is apocalyptic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a big part of the country is currently on fire. Uh, it, the smoke cloud is now larger than all of Europe. <laughs> and the soot is going up into the sky and creating super storms, like Thor yeah. is very upset with Australia. Yeah, yeah, the fire is, is creating its own weather system strong enough to like cause uh, like fire tornadoes amazing yeah what what did australia do matt what old romany woman did they run over what curse <laughs> is being delivered upon them right now <laughs> the curse of climate change uh there you go uh again i, I know neither of us are watching the golden globes because we don't give a shit but apparently russell crowe won an award couldn't actually take the award because he's actually dealing with relief in australia right now mm -hmm. instead they read a little match like hey gotta fix this shit hey climate change yeah 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 he's busy here i think he had like some of his properties destroyed or something because i follow mm -hmm. him on twitter and he's been out there like looking at properties and stuff that have been destroyed and yeah it's it's pretty brutal pretty, pretty fucked up hey you know uh again you know I, I feel like maybe i should do something about this i feel like i shouldn't be such a slacktivist to bring this up and not do anything yo let's when we're done let's uh, research a good charity to help out australia and i'll put that in the uh what is it in the description when we upload this one later and then next time i'll actually research a thing yeah well, i feel i've been like toying with the idea that like I, I i was gonna do like a stream and do like a charity stream and then all the proceeds i'd kick some money away i'll do send to like red cross or something um but i'm just trying, trying to find the time to do it is the thing I wanted to do a literacy one for Christmas, and I think about doing a literacy one for Christmas every year. Then Christmas happens, and I don't have time to do it anymore. <laughs> yep, yep. The moral of the story is I should just fucking do it at some point and not have to tie it to any particular time. But yeah, if you did do a Red Cross thing for uh, for Australia for fire relief and everything, I know I would kick some money your way, and I'm sure everyone else would kick you some money some way too. Let's let's be real heroes, everyone. <laughs> With the greatest power of all, money. <laughs> I mean, why do you think Batman is so good? He's got the money. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone, uh, this is our show. Not a lot has happened in the Christmas New Year window because nothing ever really seems to happen in that time frame. No, no, nothing ever does. But you know what? That's not bad because this is an excellent opportunity for Matt and myself to catch up on old business because we do have a fair amount of old business. We do. I, uh, I, I guess the first thing we can talk about here, just because it's it's so funny, and I know you and I will have a good laugh at this because we've been talking about it forever. Uh, hey, where'd my news go? It was here somewhere, and now I can't find it. Uh, the the X-Men New Mutants trailer. Yeah. Apparently, we're getting that trailer tomorrow. Apparently, it's still coming out despite all the odds. It's the little movie that could. Yeah, and not only that, apparently, we're getting the cut that the director josh boone wanted as well so like that's the most interesting which, part of the story because as we learned he filmed it and then cut it the way he wanted and then simon kinberg and all those people came in mm. and like cut it to what it sounds like they cut it to make it an r-rated film when that wasn't his intention mm -hmm. 
and to also make it link up to whatever hell they were doing with the yeah. future of the X-Men movies, which obviously didn't happen because Fox got absorbed into Disney Marvel, which I think is ultimately the best for everyone. But yeah, that's a thing that happened with it. And I guess I guess it's nice that even if it took this long to come out, at least it's this dude's original vision who we're going to get to see. Yeah. So that's nice, even though, again, doesn't fucking matter. And I'm in no particular rush to see this movie. No, I, I'll still see it just just out of like general curiosity. But like mm-hmm. in the end, does it is like okay, so it, it's not gonna tie into like the Marvel Cinematic Universe because a I don't think mm-hmm. this is gonna be the way Feige wants to introduce mutants. No, I mean, it, they they could just no. do it as like a side plot to that, but still, that's right. not the way you introduce them in this movie that's just been gestating for what, three four years now something ridiculous like that (laughs) someone in the chat says i hope new mutants becomes a documentary yeah i hope so too i would love to see some behind the scenes of this film yeah yeah oh you're never gonna see the behind the scenes of this film no in fact they probably burnt them all in the uh in the buy-up in the merger but uh also again I, i may have blocked this out is this getting a theatrical release or are they dumping this on streaming like i thought they would as far as i know it's getting a theatrical release that seems perhaps a little dangerous yeah just a, just a little bit just a little bit depends on how, like how much did this I mean, like cost i think they shot it dirty and cheap that's why it was a horror movie and that's why it was kind of like we don't know what we're gonna do with it but we're gonna do something with it yeah i mean i guess that's good you know i'll, I'll get to it eventually you know right after i get around to seeing dark phoenix <laughs> <laughs> we got to do that for a for a riff for a commentary uh at some point we do maybe it'll be a double header i mean i think the nicest thing is again the director gets to have his vision done i don't imagine this making a lot of money at the box office but i guess if you start in the movie it'll be nice to tell people like hey that x-men movie i was in is finally out now oh not only that be finally be able to like give people an answer because i i remember seeing interviews with some of the cast and they're like oh is that still like coming out like i didn't know that was coming out the fact that it's not dead at all is shocking. Yeah. And like kind and kind of a miracle in its way. Like, I want to be meaner to the movie. I want a dog pilot on it, but I can't because it's like, oh, you're the little train that could movie. You made it. Yeah. But like, as, as we were saying, like the best thing is that it's the director's vision that's being put to screen, which which is really great because it makes me, makes me realize that like like Disney and all that realized that that was the better movie of the two cuts. And then it'll probably be more self-contained and not fuck up anything they're doing next, which is what it was always meant to be before they're like, no, put put Mr. Sinister in it. Put this, that, and the other thing in it because we need to build up to another X-Men franchise that never happened. Yeah. So that's a thing. Uh, all right, what else do we got here? Oh, I didn't put this one on the list, but I feel like we should probably talk about this anyway because it would be wrong if we didn't talk about it. Uh, Batman. 85 happened batman 86 from tiny will be coming out today when we upload this one to youtube but uh we finally saw the uh the end of the king era long live the king the king is dead well not dead he's just going to hollywood but uh the the king is done and oh oh what a finale oh you had a picture ready to go holy shit (laughs) yep yeah no yeah he went out with a wet fart boy boy did it not only a wet fart but like literally you and i had predicted this ending basically like a year and a half in where it's like i bet tom king writes himself into the story by the end and he fucking wrote himself in by the end yep 
you see, Matt, there's this football player. And no one believes this genius writer. I mean, football player, even though he's the one who can save the team. But everyone thinks the last football player they had, the last quarterback, was better. And they're being very mean and very unfair to this new player who's only trying to do his job and make you happy. And you're all kite man for making fun of him. I am so glad I'm not the only one who, who caught that on really on the nose, like, analogy. Like like it's plainly obvious he was talking about himself and like how we the critics are the 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 evil quarterback from the other team and oh my god well, he's, see i thought the evil quarterback from the other team, i thought he was talking about snyder actually and the people liked the last quarterback more <laughs> and i'm like yeah yeah we did because that quarterback i mean writer i mean quarterback didn't write himself into his own story to talk about how hard done by he was no <laughs> it's it's weird too that he makes Kite Man like the voice of all the critics making fun of him and saying he's shit. And I'm like, but but I thought you liked Kite Man though. You devoted so much time to Kite Man and you made him a meme and all this other stuff. I'm like, oh, but Kite Man's still a loser and a clown at the end of the day. So there you go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we are all Kite Man. Exactly, Jersey Log. Those are the new signs we need to hold. Forget we are all clowns. We are all Kite Man. <laughs> what did you think about like Thomas doing all of this? for selena uh gross uh, that was so fucking weird wasn't it it was so that weird. i that i want my multiversal son and my multiversal adopted daughter to get together because i'm a bit of a creep and i'm like that's nothing like the thomas we knew previously that's that's pretty rough also the fact too that batman is like hey i don't want to kill myself anymore i have developed now out of nowhere <laughs> And to have Thomas Wayne be like, good for you, son. I, the big brain, am leaving now for no reason. I never actually had a plan. <laughs> and then it just ends so abruptly. And then again, no one talks to the psycho pirate, even though the psycho pirate is the reason that everyone is under control. Yeah. And yet they were just able to get everyone back. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not like we don't even see where he goes. Like he's, he, I think he's yeah. in like one panel. And that's it. Like just, just completely like sh shipped off as usual with most of the stuff in this mm -hmm. Tom King run. Hey, he doesn't have to explain it because the psycho pirate was just a prop at the end of the day, even though he really shouldn't have been a prop because literally Bane and Thomas Wayne didn't do anything. It was all the psycho pirate. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Bane's alive now, apparently after we oh, clearly yeah, yeah, saw yeah, yeah. him get killed. He's fine, you know, he's got a little bandage around, you know, where he got shot in the head. He he doesn't think his name is Rick Bain, though. He just thinks his name is well, regular Bain. Well, so we don't fine. know that yet. That's going to be in the new Tom King Bane book. That's true. He might also think he's Rick, so that might also be a problem. Because anyone who gets shot in the head thinks they're Rick. <laughs> Oh, God. It's funny, too. Again, you know, Gotham Girl, he also kind of made Gotham Girl oh, a stand-in yeah, for the audience as well. let's talk about this. Oh, yes. Where... Shit. I, I, I've been talking a lot, Matt. I'll let you take oh, the Gotham Girl God. stuff. Oh, like... Like, this whole time we found out that she's, like, an unstable, psychotic person who will use her powers has tried to kill to like, at least yeah, twice yeah we use her powers for wrong like try and kill anyone who stands in her way and everything so bruce does like the only sane thing and that is gives her was it platinum kryptonite that gives her yes which gives... he had invented actually in a previous issue so at least he remembered something he did that, um gives her all the powers of superman just just cause 
Oh, oh no! What was and the also, reason she knew how? She knows how to fly. It uh, it also cures all of her problems. So the one interesting thing about her that she has godlike powers, but it kills her every time she uses it. <laughs> that's gone now. She's just fine. Platinum kryptonite band-aided it. But you know, she she's also like the one person who's still like really invested in Bruce and Selena getting married and everything. I'm like, but you worked with Bane to try and break up the marriage, and now him. you care. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, because you're, you, you, what is it? You're, you're Tom King letting that part of the fan base down easy. So again, characters aren't characters; they only represent your critics, of course. Yep. That's uh, that was my thing. And then he just sends her off, like, there you go, be free, Gotham girl. Maybe another yeah. writer will want to write you. Probably not. Probably she died on her way back to her home planet wherever that was so yeah that that was crazy uh the fact that you know batman and catwoman no we never needed to get married because we love each other too much that's and i'm like amazing that's such a cop out what boy was it? i'm glad i wasn't one of those people holding on to them hopefully getting married because if i was that's like that's just the final insult to you too like no i was never gonna actually let them get married <laughs> or maybe dc was never gonna let them get married because they don't seem to like their characters getting married so i don't know yeah yeah Maybe that one wasn't entirely his fault, but yeah, the the Tom King Batman series it ended the way it lived, incomprehensibly, pretentiously, uh, sloppily. Yeah, we got Tynan starting this week, so it'd be pretty good. We do. He, he technically started in issue eighty five because he did that Joker part at the end, which is pretty interesting. It was. It reminds us there. It's like, hey, Joker still actually knows Batman is Bruce. In fact. Wesker the Ventriloquist, Psycho Pyre, and everyone else who was in that room and heard Thomas Wayne talk should also know that Bruce is Batman. Literally all his villains should know. Oops. Oops. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I, and I get you, I am really shocked they didn't kill Thomas off. Oh, another thing about Thomas, Thomas out of the blue after them retconning the fact that it wasn't Dr. Manhattan that saved him from the destruction of his universe. It was Reverse Flash for a stupid reason. They then turn around and have Thomas Wayne say, I destroyed the Flashpoint universe. Yeah. No, and how? <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't. You, you didn't destroy anything. I did it. It was me. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Jeff Johns says no. <laughs> and also, we're just going to lock you up in regular old Arkham now. And I'm like, shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't you put him in the same place you put the Batman who laughs for, like, all of the super dangerous multiversal guys? He claimed to destroy a universe. Yeah, nah, we'll just have brain break his back. He'll be fine. Yeah, there, there you go. And now we hope we'll never have to deal with him again. Man, I imagine the next writer who comes onto this or has to square that circle is going to be a lot like when they had the evil, uh, what is it, Grand Hydra Commander, Captain America, who it was clear there was never supposed to be two, but then there ended up being two. That's like, oh, fuck, we got to kill this guy and quick. What, what, what I thought would, would have been a really cool story if that, because oh, obviously there's like a Thomas Wayne now, and he's he, for all intents and purposes mm. is the same as the Earth One Thomas Wayne. So, like, yeah, like they could have done an interesting thing where he comes back to life and takes back Wayne Enterprises. I'm like, oh, you can't do that now because oh. that's basically having in Tony Stark Iron Man at the moment. That's true, but man, you're right, Matt. That's a clever story being like, I did die i just had amnesia yep i'm taking back everything that's mine that's including the house bruce that's all also in my name <laughs> yeah get take all of batman's toys away from him man that would have been a much more interesting story matt <laughs> i'm cutting <laughs> you off son 
then we get hobo Batman living in the streets and Alfred is like trying to give him tea and shit and cucumber sandwiches while he's in the gutter. <laughs> and he becomes hobo man. He grows like a big sick beard living in the woods, uh, throwing tin cans at people because he can't afford batarangs anymore. And Superman's like, please let me help you. Let me float you alone. And Batman's like, no, I don't take money from anyone. I'm too proud. You gotta finish that sandwich, though. Batman is very hungry. See, look, we just wrote a way better run, Hobo Batman. But yeah, it's done. Tynan is starting soon. I'm really interested to see how much of anything he is going to reference from that previous run. Because Alfred is still dead, which we'll talk about when we talk about Detective Comics. Mm -hmm. and, other, and other writers are already dealing with that fallout way better. Uh, also, apparently, Bruce and Selina are still going to be a thing moving into the next story arc. It's really funny you mention Alfred is still dead because uh, King posted a picture from his Batman Catwoman book and Alfred I was saw. in it. So I'm like, oh, I so saw. that book's coming out like sometime this year. So you couldn't even like wait a year. I didn't really die. I faked my death. Or again, too, it's like, hey, Batman, didn't you also find out that there was a special magic Lazarus pit that was better than all the other Lazarus pits where you can bring someone back to life? No problem, no harm, no foul. Maybe you should have taken him to that. Nah. Nah. Oops, it's in Batman the desert. Forgot about... It's in the desert. It's too far. That That's... That's too far. Batman had a lot of fucking Catwoman to do, and he had to go to the sports bar to get into a sports argument with Kite Man. <laughs> you see, Tom King could have written something interesting there and called back to an old story, but he also could have talked about himself. And as we've seen yeah. in this entire run, Tom King will always take an opportunity to talk about himself. Oh, of course, yes. Keep in mind the whole big debate, did we meet on the boat? Did we meet on the street? Yeah, the only reason that was a thing, it had nothing to do with Dr. Manhattan or continuity change or anything. No, that's just a, an argument that Tom King has with his own wife in real life because they can't actually remember where they had their first date. And he wrote that in a Batman book, and he stretched it out for like three years. And he did, the exact, he did it again as well with Thomas Wayne and Catwoman. Uh, that's right. Flashpoint Earth. Because it's in so their, clever. In their creepy father-daughter, but romantic subplot. Electra complex, yeah. yeah. Well, we're done, Matt. We never have to talk about it again. Oh, thank God. Until people ask us to talk about the, uh, what is it, the, the next one, the Batman Catwoman book. Which, tell you what, I'm not doing it when it comes out. Maybe as a Patreon stretch goal or as a donation stretch goal matt and i can like review it together like when it's all done <laughs> is it a, is it a mini or have they they threatened to like yes, make it, it an ongoing if it's a mini i'll probably do it just because i know it'll um give my channel great big hits it's it's technically a maxi i think it's 12 issues yeah uh, well i'm fine with doing that if it's on a regular schedule <laughs> you know what the fucked up thing is because it's 12 issues and probably because he has a chance to think it out it'll probably be better than his entire run that's the thing he excels in those in those short stories did you end up reading superman up in the sky i'm i still have it i read the first couple issues of batman universe and really enjoyed it i was starting with that then i was going to go to up in the it, sky but yes th thrives in short form yeah but yeah so there's 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 your batman update everyone i know people would be upset if we didn't talk about the final issue together so there you go we talked about the final issue <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of final uh, issues recently didn't we 
We did. Uh, keeping up with old business, too, and this is a completely, utterly unsubstantiated rumor that all of the comic book sites have been running with, so I felt like I had to talk about it, even though, again, totally unsubstantiated rumor, take with a massive grain of salt. Apparently, Marvel Studios may have already regained control of the Hulk and Namor uh, IPs. Yeah, well, I feel like if they did that, we'd probably hear about that. Like, they yeah, would make they'd a probably big deal about that. Analysis. Yeah, I don't know why they would keep this secret. Because, again, it's not like we've seen the Hulk before. It's not like you're going to come out on stage at, like, D23 or Comic-Con and be like, the Hulk, we got him. Yeah, you always had him. <laughs> same same with Namor, where it's like, hey, look, we got that guy who's like Aquaman, but not Aquaman. Because, you know, your average Joe and Jane popcorn, they don't know who the fuck Namor is. That's like something for comic fans. That's something to drop in your Fantastic Four movie or potentially Black Panther 2. If he needs a villain to fight there, that'd People be fun. People keep saying Black Panther 2, but I don't think he'll be in, in that. I don't think they'll introduce him in Black Panther 2. Maybe 3 or, like, as you said, Fantastic Four makes a bit more sense. Yeah. Again, I don't think Marvel would be coy if they got the rights back to this. I think they'd be trumpeting and be super stoked about this. Yeah, and we'd start seeing stuff like um, The Incredible Hulk and whatnot appear on uh, Disney+. Plus. In fact, uh, speaking of unsubstantiated rumors, someone else tweeted me a thing before we started. Apparently, uh, Disney Marvel may already be, uh, what's the word, uh, beginning... Uh, early process of developing there you go developing i figured it out uh <laughs> developing uh new projects involving the netflix heroes to which again i'm like i think if they were they'd be willing to tell us and the stars would probably be tweeting about those things that i'm a bit more like that i think could happen but i think maybe they maybe can't say anything because of the way like the netflix like the those stars mm -hmm. might still be under contract under contract quote, so they can't technically talk about something that will be developed with the same character with a different studio true 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 and again you know this is still like a ways off because we're still waiting for the rights clock to tick down for all those uh netflix years i hope it's true but again until we can point to something more concrete mm -hmm. yeah uh uh, another thing the chat brought up here, and yes, Tevia, I see you. You're just a little slow on the draw, and we're answering your questions as you ask them. Uh, I guess in the new DC solicitation, Superboy Prime is coming back, and he's coming back in the Shazam book, of all things. It makes sense, because Jeff Johns write that. Jeff Johns kind of brought the character back into like the mainstream with Infinite Crisis. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, interesting idea for a foe because again he is basically a big overgrown child at heart and here's the shazam family who are children who become adults yeah i'm really looking forward to that i'm like i think two issues behind on shazam at the moment but like i've been keeping up with like what's been happening in the book though yeah so yeah looking forward to seeing him him come back and we had we also had a um a reference to him recently in that uh year of the villain hell arisen book uh, see, I haven't read that one yet, but again, if you say there's a reference, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's funny, you know, he, he's got a real Boba Fett effect, Superboy Prime. Everyone loves talking about him, and everyone's like, oh, he's so cool, ironically, even though in the, like, story itself, he is like a whiny crybaby and everything. Yeah. I wonder... I wonder how they'll take him to bring him back, if Johns will own that fact, or if he'll try and make him cool, or what they'll do. I, I have a feeling they'll own that, because, again, like, Shazam, that they're, they're dealing with, like, children who become heroes, and, like, how mm -hmm. they can often be immature and all that, so I imagine that would, yeah. that kind of, like, 
automatically feeds into that book. Also, too, hey, you're super strong and everything, Superboy Prime, but I'm Shazam, which means I'm magic, and that's one of the few things that can actually hurt you. Yeah. Oh, though so he's, he's got his solar suit on there, so maybe not. Mm, that would be something. I'm interested in it. I'm, I'm cool. I hope, if nothing else, it gets more eyes on that Shazam book. I actually put that on my best of the year list, and I said, of all the books I'm talking about, this is the book that's actually probably in the most trouble because they keep uh, pushing back the releases, and I feel like people just forget it exists. I was going to say, like, because I, uh, I thought, like, the the, uh, the pushbacks were because of Doomsday Clock, but then after Doomsday Clock finished, they said they pushed back, I think, the most recent issue which was i think the issue before the superboy prime one got pushed back like 11 weeks or something like something ridiculous and they, and they pushed it back four weeks before and they just keep yeah. pushing it back and i'm like these these can't all be jeff john's problems i feel like you guys are actively trying to bury the book for some reason especially when you take into account the fact that we're seeing uh what is it the king shazam and all those other uh batman who last books and he has nothing in common no. with the billy that's going on and and they completely ignore everything that's going on in the Shazam book. Yeah, it's like a completely different character. And that makes it even worse. Because like, the character he is as King Shazam is just... It's just so, like, baselessly edgy. It, it really does feel like DC's almost like trying to subtly kill the book. Where it's like, we keep pushing it back. People will forget about it. We can kill it. We can get Jeff Johns off the book and relaunch it with a new team in time for the movie. Yeah. Which is the stupidest thing, because it's like, did you see that first movie? It was all based on Jeff John's work. Yeah. <laughs> and then the funny like, thing is, if they do the second movie, it's still going to be based on Jeff John's work. Yeah, like, if you don't let him and keep writing, like, what, what are you even going to adapt later on? You've gone all in on the new 52 DC <laughs> Rebirth version of the character. <laughs> it's silly. It's very silly. Uh, what else do we got going on here? Uh, oh, again, so... Uh, uh, well, hopefully this won't take up the rest of the show, but if it does, that's fine. Uh, Matt, I, I do believe since last we left off, much Star Wars happened. Much, much Star Wars happened. Lots of Star Very Wars, actually. Much. Lots of stars. Ooh, I read that Kylo Ren number one from Charles Soule. It was good, wasn't it? It was, and pretty well-timed, too, uh, for the Knights of Ren to be like, yo, Kylo Ren didn't even run these guys originally. They were run yeah. by a dude named Ren. Yeah, who has a lightsaber called the Ren. <laughs> yeah, what are what are the odds of that? I was, I was trying to put my finger on, like, what does Ren look like? Because he doesn't look like a traditional Star Wars character. He looked like he came from a totally different series. He, and I'm trying to think, like, he what looks series? Like, he looks like, of... some, like a hero from, like, One Punch Man. Yes, he looks very anime. You're right. I'm like, what anime? He looks like a Naruto character. Like, he's got a big, big overdeveloped mask, but he has no shirt because he's super ripped and everything. And he's got to show off his muscles and everything. Yeah. <laughs> we also get to see Kylo Ren, like, moments uh, after Luke almost killed him. And we actually get to see the other trainees, which completely torpedoed the theory everyone had. Where it's like, oh, well, maybe the other Knights of Ren... Uh, were the other trainees who left with Kylo Ren. No, nah, they were actually totally an entity and a thing even before Ben Solo went to the dark side. Yeah, but he knew about them, so that's interesting. He did. Also, Snoke is a gardener yeah, on a prison planet? Supreme, Supreme Gardener Snoke. That's pretty cool. 
man, I was really excited to hear more about Snoke, and then we saw his ultimate fate in the movie. I'm like, oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Let's talk about Mandalorians first. I just wanted to bring up that comic thing because that was a nice little connection. So the Mandalorian came to an end. They had their final episode directed by Taika Waititi. Mm. Really, really well directed by Taika Waititi. Definitely. Again, you know, this this one had it all. Big, high-stakes battle, payoff to character arcs, promises for stuff that will be coming season two, which is actually coming sooner than we all thought. Yeah, very soon, like in the next couple of months. Since Was it fall or summer 2020? It was one of them. Fall. Yeah. Which is really early, but then it's also like, well, clearly they knew they had a goddamn hit on their hands if they're already rushing uh, to a fall release. Yeah, yeah, they they certainly did have a hit on their hand. Because, yeah, apart from, like, one fan service heavy episode, which is episode five, the, the whole mm. series as a whole was so damn good. Boy, was it. And, like, wonderfully small and direct. Yeah. And it's like, look, Star Wars doesn't always need to be this over-the-top thing. Sometimes it can be small and intimate and, like, you know, gri- uh, uh, like, not gritty, but, like, grounded in a weird way. Yeah, like, earlier on, like, a lot of people were complaining about the length of the episodes because half of them mm-hmm. don't even, like, clock in at 40 minutes. But I, no, I, no. I liked that because it... it meant they had no fat on them they told the story they were trying Absolutely. to tell and got the characters to the point for when the next episode happens and that's a problem with a lot of streaming television again as much as i loved those netflix marvel shows they were rife with fat where it's like you could cut this down to 30 minutes yeah also the weekly the weekly uh drop of episodes make sure yeah. that like hype kept going throughout the whole series and didn't Boy, die off did after it. like two weeks no, to think that this show actually stood in such huge contrast to the bingeable Netflix model for Disney Plus. Like, no, 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 no. This is premier television. You watch it every week. You, it, it's the center point of your week. You watch it with your friends and family, and then you talk about it for the next week. Like, ooh, what do you think will be happening next? Ooh, who could be showing up next? And it's like, man, this is how we used to watch TV for the bulk of my life, and now we're doing it again, and it feels nice it does it does it feels nice to be able to like watch an episode and then digest that episode in in totally. in a week and then get get into the next episode definitely uh well we got a lot of payoff uh in the final episode uh we, we got jason sudeikis as one of the bike troopers and they punched the baby don't it, punch the J- baby jason sudeikis and adam pally both punched the baby don't punch the bear. I'm glad IG fucked you guys up. IG Watiti. <laughs> yeah, he came we in were... and fucked him up and then uh, rode with the baby on his chest to like fuck up a bunch of stormtroopers, which is really awesome. I love that there where it's like, how are they going to get out of this situation? This is more stormtroopers than we've seen in the whole show, which hilariously, uh, they didn't have enough costumes for all of these stormtroopers, so that was the local 501st that came on yeah, in. Which is really cool. That's so cool. I I love when they get the fans involved and because the 501st is for the most part a really wholesome ass organization who always shows up at stuff and I yeah. love it's like so it's, it's almost like a civil war reenactment only Star Wars <laughs> like yeah, hey guys come on down bring your own props. <laughs> But uh, I, I love that they get so blindsided by the droid where they're like, yeah, you know, we got all our big Imperial super weapons. We got the drop on them. Nothing can be like, is that an IG drive? Fuck. What I really loved about this is like, like you see the movies and like 
like the big threat in the movie is like a fucking super laser or a giant yeah. like star destroyer that has a death star laser on it or something and it's like here in these final episodes like their big weapon was just like a turret a regular that, cannon like a cannon we've seen in like all the films and everything and i'm like oh that that's pretty cool i like that like these characters like that's their problem like they can't handle they are... that that's so good they are so far from Jedi's. They're yeah. very good at what they do, but they're still very human. And if you shoot them, they will die. Yeah. And uh, oh, we finally get to see the Mandalorian's face, and we finally get his name. Yes, Din Jaren, and it's definitely played by Pedro Pascal. Yep, we actually get to see the helmet off. I mean, he has a great full circle arc with the droid, where it's like, all right, droid, you're gonna kill me now, like those droids killed my parents. It's like, no, I've I've actually redeemed myself. I've actually changed, which is a nice reflection to the Mandalorian himself, who has also changed, but could not see it in himself until he saw it in someone else. Yeah, it like I I loved his his whole backstory, like mainly IG 11s backstory with like how he got redeemed by the mandalorian like how the mandalorian was redeemed by a mandalorian and then baby yoda gets re kind of redeemed or like saved and rescued by a mandalorian like how the mandalorian was re uh, rescued by a mandalorian it's it's a real ripple effect of the good you do in the universe yeah. which is very western very samurai movie and yeah. very fitting for this you know it only takes one good action uh it's it's great too that they kind of shoot down a fan idea but they do it in a funny way where it's like oh you know you you saved this child as you were saved as a foundling they're your responsibility now you need to either raise them in the way or uh take them uh back to their home planet and to have it turn around to be like, oh, does that mean we're going to get Mandalorian baby Yoda? <laughs> nah, he's too small. He wouldn't survive the trials. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll die instantly. Yeah, no, he, they're going to take him back to his his home planet and everything. And um, just speaking of, like, the Mandalorian's, like, origin, how we get to see, like, like that part in the Clone Wars, I, like, everyone, including myself, thought that was going to be, like, a Jedi that saved him. But it was Same. so cool seeing live-action Death Watch come in and save yeah. him. Yeah. Which, so again, cool. David... Which again, David Filoni voiced the leader of Death Watch in the cartoon and helped, uh, or no, it was uh, John or David Favreau. Filoni who created, John Favreau who worked on the show too, but uh, Dave Filoni who created the Death Watch for Clone Wars and then we get to see them here too in live action is pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's so damn cool uh, to see all of this like sort of comeback and then, and then they, we haven't even talked about like the villains, so like, like, uh, uh, Grand Herzog, Moff Gus Springs. Werner Herzog calls people cowards and gets killed. Because he's not the uh, he's not the villain of this. You learn that no. he's the, the shadowy guy behind him, Moff Gideon, played by Gustavo Fring, <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito, with the, thinnest, <laughs> with the thinnest, penciliest mustache you've ever seen. And very Hitler-esque. That's how you know he's evil. And I love that. Like, no, no, no. He didn't start off as a moth. He was like Imperial Secret Service back in the day. So that's why he knows like everyone's secrets and shit. Yeah, he knows everything about these guys, which I thought was really cool. I like that. He just like like it's it's very rare that like you see like a really competent like Imperial. Like you, you see him every now and then with like, Thrawn and Tarkin, but to like have one here be like an actual main threat who's probably going to be in the next season quite all the way through as he hunts down the mandalorian uh it's true really usually it's only the sith that know what they're doing it is nice to actually have an imperial be like no i'm good at my job and i can hit things when i shoot yeah and as the chat keep reminding us he has somehow gotten the dark saber Ooh, which man that's a hell of a stinger <laughs> that's a hell of a only real fans will know and like also okay feloni 
you worked on uh, Rebels, which we saw Sabine get it back and, you know, reestablish Mandalore. Obviously, it didn't take because the planet ended up falling. I'm guessing she lost the Darksaber at some point between then and now. Please explain. Well, yeah, she gives it to Bo-Katan, who becomes like the new sort of pre-Vizsla ruler, Mandalore uh, of of the planet. So, like, I I don't think, like, Bo-Katan isn't a character who would give up the, me- no, the dark saber like not without a fight or without dying so like did this guy like kill her and yeah i it? hope we i hope that's an episode i hope we get a flashback i hope that gets explained and i'm sure he wouldn't put it in if he didn't have plans for it i would love that because that would mean katie stackoff gets to come in and play bo katan in live action oh how great would that be getting her to play herself because she could she can totally yeah. play the part yeah uh Oh man, the uh, the the forge, uh, the forge mother there on Mandalore gets a cool ass shit uh, fight scene as well. Not using any guns, not using any lightsabers, I think, just using like a friggin' big ass hammer to beat the shit out yeah. of stormtroopers. Yeah, it's cool, and I love like like the the more recent movies have done it, but like when when like a character is fighting a stormtrooper in like hand to hand combat and they like hit them, they like shatter the armor and everything. Like you see the armor's like helmets getting like shattered and everything. I'm like, oh, that's so cool, and makes the yeah, makes the like, stormtroopers look even worse because they're in like shitty plastic armor yeah it's like did you make this out of plexiglass and it's like well yeah they're a big evil empire they got to spend money on death stars and cloning facilities of course they skimped on their armor and weapons <laughs> it's how the scout troopers couldn't hit something that was right in front of them that's that's how that's the reason again just bad bad infrastructure this is why they keep losing all the goddamn wars they start mm. Why scrappy rebellions and resistances end up being able to beat them time and time again. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's great stuff. The promise of being like, okay, now you got to go find baby Yoda's planet, which has always been shrouded in mystery, which this means that this is something completely new that the Disney era gets to write for Star Wars. Yeah, George Lucas, like, I don't think he he has any idea of like where where yoda and all that came from he didn't think about that but like he, no. he kind of made it like a mandate that like that wouldn't be explored that was just going to be left so like now disney and dave filoni and john favreau and all these can come in and craft a story probably with his help as well because he he was he went to the set of the mandalorian got to see it all mm-hmm. and everything so yeah which which is so crazy to think George Lucas, the man who loved money, who gave a backstory to every fucking leaf on every fucking tree branch in the Star Wars universe and made an action figure of it and then re-released that action figure in a special edition, never wrote anything about Yoda's planet. Well, I don't think he personally wrote everything about these i think a lot of it is from the expanded universe and that series of writers but yeah yeah it is it is pretty wild that like a character who's in his in a lot of his movies um he never really like bothered to like like i i remember seeing a um in the i think it was the attack of the clones one where they're doing the cgi yoda like someone asked him what color would yoda's blood be and he's like no green maybe i don't know (laughs) he never even thought about it as uh, as the chat brings up, maybe we could see some more of the Bendu. I would like to see more of the Bendu actually in live action. That'd be pretty fucking cool. That would be pretty cool. Although in saying that, we might get some of that in that Project Luminous that's coming. All right. Uh, DNG mentions too, and he's actually using the point system, which is a new thing they put in 
to Twitch to highlight your message. He's saying, I really want to see a Star Wars short portray some stormtroopers like henches from Venture Brothers. I agree. Oh, I so want to tag see and Storm- bink. Yeah, basically, I want to see the Stormtrooper Academy. I want to see how the hell do you get into this line of work and does it suck as much as I think it does. Yeah, that's basically what Tag and Bink were. They were like a non-canon bunch of Stormtroopers that would just wander through the galaxy and into the events of the saga and whatnot. They were like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, where it's like, yeah, hey, you know what? Comedy, the final frontier for Star Wars. (laughs) Let's just do a Star Wars show that's just a straight-up fucking comedy. Yeah, I'd watch that, unless it was that Seth Green Star Wars detours that Disney thankfully cancelled and nuked. Oh, (laughs) I I forgot about those. But yeah, Mandalorians, sick as hell, cannot wait for more. Yeah, I... It, this has me really excited as well for like because this was like disney plus's big flagship thing this mm-hmm. is like that they had ready to go on day one so like it's got me excited for the other not just the other t- marvel and star wars tv shows but like what other original programming they're doing outside of that like they could branch off into other dramas and with these same creators and whatnot It'd be interesting True. to see what they do they they got on netflix's level and then some yeah first try as well which is pretty fucking good because there's you know like a lot of ways that this could have gone wrong so it's refreshing to see them step up and also too uh the the woman who directed a good chunk of these episodes that we really enjoyed she's going to be uh helming the obi-wan show so like i think i'm excited for the obi-wan show now yeah deborah chow she directed like the the second last episode and i think two or three other episodes a big chunk of the of the series but yeah she she was really damn good at this so yeah it's got me excited for that obi-wan show i i kind of raise an eyebrow there where they're like oh we're casting a young luke in this too and i'm like okay don't don't he can be in it but like don't fuck it up yeah it's uh, me who's been reading the comics and stories and whatnot makes me like questions like how are they going to even do this series? Because like everything we know about Obi-Wan's time and on Tatooine we've seen in these comics, you'll just be retreading yeah. those stories. Again, you know, it's like uh, may- maybe when he got there, I don't know, there's there's places they could go with it. But yeah, yeah let's, I, 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 I don't, the thing that would really bug me to be like, oh, and Obi-Wan and young, or what is it? Yeah, Obi-Wan and young Luke had side adventures before yeah. they ever had their big adventure. No, no, no. He he knew of him. He was that weird guy who lived in the dunes, but they never knew about Ben Kenobi and the life he had before until A New Hope. Yeah, I, d- I don't think they were doing that. And like on the other side of that, I hope they don't do like what there was like a novel series in the legends where like Obi-Wan like left Tatooine for huge swatches mm. of time to go and like fight Boba Fett and like inquisitors across mm. the galaxy. I'm like, no, that defeats the purpose of hiding. <laughs> that's, that's a little much. Again, I, I liked the comic story. I know exactly the one you're talking about where it's basically uh what is it? Grand Torino, but mm. in the star Wars universe, like he's just trying to live a quiet life. Obi-Wan Kenobi away from everyone else. But, but Jabba's water gangsters keep wanting yep. to tax the area and they just, they just push them too far, man. Yep. Yep. That's what it needs to be. Which, that is what it needs to be. And it's like, there needs to be the extra layer of like, look, you know, Luke can't know I'm here is the thing until it's time. So I have to, you know, hide myself super hard. Well, I like the part in that, in that story that we were just talking about, like he saves Luke and everything. Cause Luke crashes, his skyhopper or something. And, mm-hmm. um, Owen comes and sees, uh, Ben and, 
I think kind of like beats him up a little bit and tells him to like stay away from Luke. He doesn't want anything to do with him and his father's shitty religion or anything. So just leave him alone. Yeah, like you, just stuff like that. You weird old man. Which that's that's fine by me. Yeah, let's let's give Uncle Owen a little more to do. <laughs> yeah, let, let's let's bring Joel Edgerton back because he's been a really great actor lately. Yeah, I agree. All Joels need more work. <laughs> <laughs> More work for Joel's, but uh, yeah, that's Mandalorian. Mandalorian was great. You don't need us to tell you about it, how great it is, because you've probably seen it, because it's been like the hottest goddamn thing. Yeah, it brought Star Wars back to its roots in that like Western samurai, man with no name, mm. lone wolf and cub very, stuff. Very, very much so. But uh, that wasn't the only Star Wars thing that uh, happened while we were away, Matt. And it, uh, it actually took me a long time to get to this next Star Wars thing because, you know, I was so busy with the holiday and everything. But uh, Rise of Skywalker came out. It did. It came and I, out. And I, it came out, and I got to see it. And, you know, I, any review I would give is completely, you know, dwarfed by the one you gave on Twitter, and that is that Warner Herzog should have been in the editing bay saying, don't, don't be cowards. Why are you being cowards? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that that's the thing. They they were being. I wouldn't say they were being cowards. It's more the fact that like this movie is just like oh, like it, it's clearly cut from a larger film. Clearly, it feels it feels like it was written by a committee. It feels like they had to tick all the boxes so Reddit wouldn't be mad at it. To where I'm like, guys, Reddit was gonna be mad at you regardless. I don't know if you know this. But hating Star Wars has become a very profitable cottage industry. Some people completely base their entire online personas around hating Star Wars. You should have just done what you wanted. But all right, you made a pretty fun popcorn muncher that only really falls apart when I stop and think about it. Yeah, I, I will preface this as you said, this popcorn muncher. I, I enjoyed all the action. It looks fa fantastic. Uh, the Boy, it does. The movie never slows down, which is both a no. positive and a negative. <laughs> It's a blessing and a curse. It keeps moving, which means you don't have time to stop and examine the mechanics of the whole thing. But that also means you lose any quiet, reflective moments. And there's a few times where we almost get some quiet, reflective moments. And I'm like, oh, this is good. I'd like to see more of this. Nope, nope, got to move on now. Yeah, yeah, the, the Empress shooting lightning into the air and shit. And yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, this movie could have done by like not coming out this this december and coming out in may of this year like yeah use that i would have liked well, i that. think that was the actual thing like i think this movie had like quite a few months less production than the last jedi I, it I, did like, which like, is quite shocking a, quite a few quite a few i'm like why would you do that again there's like stuff even coming out now uh, apparently, like, uh, Palpatine, again, spoiler, everyone, it was in the fucking trailer, uh, Palpatine wasn't supposed to be the final boss bad guy, apparently they had a completely different villain in mind, but it was, uh, Abrams who really wanted to, uh, bring Palpatine into it. He wanted to bring Palpatine into it? Cool, you gotta explain it, you just don't leave that up to the text crawl. I'll pre you don't leave it up to the text crawl that just says Palpatine's alive, and then give him that message that everyone in the movie heard and always talks about, to Fortnite. And we don't get to hear it. No, we heard it. It's in Fortnite. That's the only place it was no. available. Are you fucking joking me? No, because like, there, there, there was some big world world um exclusive like clip or something, and I'm like, I like saw that it was being live streamed, so I'm like, I'll I'll give it a look. And I this was was this after I saw the film? I think it was after I saw the film or just before. I went to it and it, they they did like some big thing with 
jj abrams and they showed the clip and then there was like some empress speech i'm like oh okay that's cool and then i saw the film I'm like wait a minute that clip that 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 speech that's that's the speech that they're referencing in the film why was that not in the film why was that not released what are they doing so so palpatine is behind it all and has been behind it all from the very beginning from the very beginning <laughs> Snoke is a clone, which on one hand I'm like, fuck off, but then on the other hand I'm like, man, Palpatine's just loving his clones, even all these years I, later the clones keep coming I, back. I, I did like that part where you see Kylo go, go to uh, Exogol and, and he, he goes down and you hear Palpatine like do all the voices that were inside Kylo's head. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, but, I'm like, look, you know, yeah, you it's need to explain stretch, it a little okay. bit more. You need to explain it a little bit more. You didn't explain it. And that's the whole thing with this here, film. They didn't explain anything. No, and it's like, here's the thing. I like the Emperor, and I really like that they got the original actor yeah. back in the role. That's pretty fucking sick that he's the thing that ties this all together. And he's having so much fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dark forces claimed unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> How are you alive? Don't think about it. <laughs> Not only am I alive, but I have had been leading a secret dark side cult this whole time that no one ever caught wind of. I also have an entire stadium full of followers, and I've built a bunch of new but also old Star Destroyers that I'm calling the Final Order. I'm like, okay, cool name to try and tie it all together. I thought that name was pretty cheesy. Though. Like, you might as well have just said Execute Order 67. I, I it basically is. It's right. also like it. It, it kind of it, it bugs me too. Again, my biggest problems with this movie are, are like not even stylistically. Stylistically, it looks good. There's some good yeah. quotes. There's some good cameos. It's the thematicness that really takes a hit. Like you and I loved Last Jedi so much because it was so deeply thematic. This one kind of throws a lot of those themes out the window. Not even like throws everything out from Last Jedi, but just the ideas get a lot less interesting where it's like oh you know how do we defeat the first order these imperial space nazi cosplayers you know how do we defeat them well it turns out they weren't the real threat because space hitler was alive all along that's the thing like they should have done something in the film where like like okay there's like this bigger threat and this threat is like threatening both the resistance and the first order so like the first order has to like reluctantly team with the resistance and that, that's where i thought for a minute for a hot Same. minute i thought it was going to go with hux and everything like hux was going to like pull over like some people through resistance and then he's just like fucking killed yeah i i really thought they were going there yeah hux is kind of funny too where it's like you know it's i literally had that... love hux i love him same too like we had the moment of like oh there's a mole in the resistance then it's like oh it's hux yeah of course because he's literally the only one it could be at this point oh he's mad at kylo because he never like promoted him and because he keeps like bitch slapping him and everything i guess that makes sense oh but he's still bad though he hasn't really undergone much of a change he just well, doesn't want kylo that's kind to of win like in that's kind of in in line with his character that's uh through the films and the books as well he's just yeah. like a guy who just tries to get ahead as as any way he can which is, but it's also which is like, how dude, he became like a general it's true but then it's also like but dude if he loses <laughs> you're gonna legit lose you. he's literally the only thing you have going for you yeah 
you you planned badly but uh yeah again it's like where where else do we go with this one i i, I guess after the also to the, the the big thematic thing that bugged me too you know after the last jedi had this really great thesis statement of like oh the force belongs to everyone you know and uh, your family shouldn't define you and mm -hmm. probably the same four family shouldn't be able to control the trajectory of this star wars universe we should probably distribute the force powers to everyone and stop letting uh, what is it, Sith being reborn in the Jedi and stop letting Skywalkers be so yeah. important. This movie comes along and says, nah, noble bloodlines, right of kings, actually, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I really hated the the the, the Ray Ray Palpatine thing. I, I much preferred her just being a nobody, and it's, it, it, it'd be yeah. the reverse of what Luke was, whereas Luke started off as a nobody farmhand guy, who then, once they wrote the second film, they decided to go with the twist that Darth Vader was his father and make him a Skywalker yeah. and whatnot. Um, and then he carried on and became like part of this family. Whereas they could have done the opposite with Rey, where it's teased that she could possibly be that, but then it's revealed that she's not. She's just a no one who's just strong in the Force. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't that have been something? Wouldn't that yeah. have been kind of cool? Yeah, but no, had to but tie again... it in with Palpatine, which brings up a heap of different questions but like questions that i kind of already know the answer to because i've read the legends all this stuff about him the... having kids is legend stuff so yeah yeah i was do, do explain how palpatine fucks do explain how palpatine uh, no, i don't have the diagrams ready i don't have the diagrams <laughs> that's that's the real thing that palpatine fucks everyone yeah he totally fucks yeah puffy monster face and all you think they just, also never do it with a hood on or off i mean naturally hood on because you know no, <laughs> no no hood no love also too we, we, we got we got to mention this at some point as well they never explain in the movie if it's his if it's his son or his it's daughter his son. That it's is... his son they oh, okay I, I think they make him like a reference to the 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 daughter of skywalker which is leia had had ren right. and the son of a palpatine had a daughter right which oh let's talk about this too so palpatine's big evil plan is the same plan he's always had and that is build a big fucking laser to blow, yeah, blow up a planet he he's not even very, though that literally hasn't worked he's not very uh like creative he lost all the creative people when the empire died no. so you know he's gonna make do clearly Th third time's the charm this this will be the laser that works third time's the charm <laughs> which well, is so well, there's weird more because lasers then... than one so yeah it's eventually will hit everything but then you know when ray and kylo show up then it's like oh yeah your healing powers that work together a force ability not seen in generations and i'm like why why do i feel like this should have been your plan from the start to want to be young again well, and be more powerful than ever realized like because like kylo realized that they what was the word they're a dyad in the force which is like yeah. when they're together they're a both, cool idea they're both that strong. gets no time for and it, it came across as like Palpatine didn't realize that. I'm like, really? You didn't realize Feels that? Feels like you should know that. Yeah, you, you've been like manipulating these people for like the better part of like two or three years. You feel like you should be on. You know what? I bet that was the plan originally where it's like, no, well, he wants to be young again. But then, you know, they got script doctored to death and like, no, no, they need another reason to go there. You know, that's the, that's bad for, you know, Ray and Kylo, but we need to make something bad for the resistance and everything else. So put another big laser on it. Yeah. Yeah. We need something for the resistance and Finn and Poe and all that to do. Also, too, you know, I'm fine with the invention of new, uh, what is it, new force powers. Again, you know, the uh, 
force astral projection and everything else I never had a problem with, even though the internet shit its collective pants over when they did. How do we feel about shared force bringing items places now where before you couldn't? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess they could explain it like, like, oh, this is like tied into that world between worlds that Rebels did. And this is like them uh. like passing something through the world between worlds to each other or something it, is it also only them who can do it because again yeah. they're a weird like once in a generation force uh convergence or whatever yeah well it doesn't matter now because fucking ben solo is dead so oops you know what that that is something i will actually give credit to because i don't want to seem like i'm just shitting over the whole movie because you know it's just not nearly as uh interesting or compelling as last jedi was I do actually like Ben Solo's arc. I actually think that ended up in a good place, all things considered. I would say his arc yeah. is one of the few that actually makes sense. I like it as well. I think it's great. I, I am happy that he died. I know a lot of people weren't, but like, mm -hmm. you got to realize it's the same thing with like Vader. Like this guy was mm -hmm. like an evil genocidal maniac. He killed thousands, millions, billions killed of his people. Own father. Killed his own father. Technically kind of killed his own mother as well. Yeah. Um, and ki kind of killed his uncle as well. <laughs> ki killed all his family, basically. Yeah. Um, only only in death can he find something close to redemption. Yeah, you can't like bring this guy back to the Republic and say, hey, this guy used to be Kylo Ren, but he's good now. He wear white robes. He's, he's good. He's, he's our friend now. And also, you know, he's he's weirdly attractive is the thing. So here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, ah, we'll give him a pass. So I, I'm happy he did. The, the thing that I, like when I was watching it, that I really really hated was that we never really got a lot of ben solo we got a, we then what but yeah. what we got of him at the end of the film when he's going to exegol was brilliant i loved it it was that he's using a blaster like his father's he even does the han solo stance thing yeah yeah he uses he uses his family's lightsaber in the end um like all that stuff was great he like adam driver as well like did really really great job of like differentiating sure between did. kylo and ben and how they move and how they act and everything i'm like i want to see Definitely. more ben solo i want to see more but no he that's 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 a lot of this movie too the that's interesting i would like more of that uh, another thing a character who i think is actually quite underserved in this is poor finn despite the fact that you know this series in a weird way kind of started with him and yet he kind of gets very little to do again they brush up against an interesting idea he meets more people like him more former first order stormtroopers who broke their bond because they say they felt the force to where i'm like okay does that mean that the force had a bigger cosmic plan for them or is that implying that they themselves are force sensitive and could potentially be the next generation that, of jedi that's the thing the whole thing through the film finn is trying to tell ray something and everyone seems to assume that it was like like him trying to profess his love to her but it's that's very obvious but it's very obvious that he's force sensitive because he senses her death senses like the ship that they need to attack that has the he says the i theme. have a feeling he has a yeah he has all the the hallmarks of someone who has latent force abilities i'm like where, where where was this in like the last two films and again well because he picks up the lightsaber in the first one and he has a little fight and again yeah. Uh, be, because J.J. Abrams' mystery box for Force Awakens, where it's like, oh, Ray could be the Jedi, he could be the Jedi. You don't know who the Jedi of the movie is going to be by the end. You do, but yeah, it's, it's like, and again, it, it always feels like his or his arc in him, Poe's arc as well. It felt like there was huge swatches, like 
either cut they, out. they cut out before filming or cut out during filming during editing so like yeah. so like the stuff with like the um where he meets Jana, who turns out to be like as apparently uh lando's daughter um yeah they speak to him i'm like you didn't need that at the very end <laughs> that line as well is like really creepy because it could be taken in a way that's like oh he's his daughter or it's like oh is this old man hitting on this 20 year old yeah really which it's like well it's lando so yeah naturally it's like hey we're gonna find out who your father is because i really want to know for the next couple minutes (laughs) um but yeah like his story like feels like there was a lot more there with like him finding people that would just like him and maybe and it it felt like they should have done something where it's like he he and Jana are able to like convince other first order people to turn in that big fight at that the end would have been cool yeah they can have that scene from the dictator where it's like you know don't uh, d- d- don't give up your hearts to brutes fight for he, freedom he has he has like that captain america winter soldier speech it was like i bet i'm not the uh, only one yeah cuz there's there's a circle they do not square yeah. the fact that the first order stormtroopers are all brainwashed child soldiers. Yeah they even make a line in this where it's like oh we we'll have to like fill our ranks like we'll, we'll begin like like hunting children down kidnapping more children. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that too with the first order where it's like all right uh neo space nazi space hitler is back but some of the space nazis are like mm, i'm not really that big a space nazi i'm really here because i felt more economic pressure than anything so you know i'm like not cool with this and i'm like that's a weird fucking place to take this you would think neo space nazis would be totally on board for space hitler to be back that, that's why i think there was like scenes or a cut of this film where half the first order end up joining the resistance or joining in fighting the sith empire it felt like there was something going there and then i'm like well that would feel bad too where it's like and see the only way we were able to defeat space hitler was because the space neo-nazis are on our side but they started the war it's not like the north and south ever got together in the civil war to fight the east or something these are irreconcilable differences here but yeah, there's a uh, uh, Lando gets a great scene. That whole scene during like Squid People Mardi Gras, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I, I, that was about as as much as you could really do with Lando. Yeah, he showed up. He he said some cool shit. He quoted some lines. Yeah, he left the movie to go into his comic tie-in and then come back with yeah. the fleet. Him, him and Chewie get to hang out in the Millennium Falcon one more time and they get the Han moment of showing up at the last moment. I felt really bad for Chewie in this film because, like... I know. Like, he he gets to see, like, all these people he's, like, been friends with just, like, die. Like, he... Like, like, Leia obviously dies in this film and, like, like he's, that scene... That he's scene the last he, one. That scene where he learns that Leia dies is just heartbreaking. It's Ju- really Juno well Suotomo, done. Jewish, Juno... Uh, Juno Su- Suatomo, the guy who plays him, did a really good job of that scene. He did. He freaking owned it. That was amazing physical acting. And I saw the movie with someone else, and they're like, man, Chewie didn't freak out that bad when Han died. I'm like, well, yeah, of course he freaks out more now. He's the last one now of the original New Hope crew. Yeah, which is really depressing. <laughs> and it's then even he more depressing that like we, we had two of these three, two of these three films had all three all of the original actors in it and they mm-hmm. never not once like got together for a scene not once yeah there's a missed yeah, opportunity. bit of a missed opportunity yeah which i think that will be the legacy of rise of skywalker missed opportunities is yeah. what this Again, was it comes down uh, to planning none of this had planning very no obviously. and it 
and it really shows. And, you know, like, obviously, as I've said time and time again, loved me some Last Jedi. I thought it was the most interesting and engrossing Star Wars had been in a long time. Ryan Johnson made it thematic in a way that they hadn't been in a very long time. Yeah, okay, maybe he fucked up some minor minutiae things here and there. But again, when I'm enjoying the movie and I'm feeling intellectually stimulated, that's all I really care about. I'm not going to say that Rise of Skywalker throws out everything from Last Jedi, but boy, does it downplay a lot of stuff, almost to the point where you could jump right from uh, Force Awakens to this and miss very little in the middle. There's literally a scene where Rey throws her lightsaber away and Luke catches it, telling her not to, like, like don't treat a Jedi weapon like that. And obviously that's not... It's, like, a lot of people are pointing that as, like, oh, Luke, see what JJ did? He, like, threw shade at, like, Ryan. That's not what it is, but that's what it comes off as. Mm-hmm. yeah it kind of comes off like the fact that rose gets so heavily downplayed when i you really did expect there was going to be a moment in the end where she's where she's like oh i researched the ships and now i'm ready to help in the final moment doesn't happen i fucking hated that they sidelined her to give fucking mary or pippin or whatever that fucking hobbit's name oh more... dominic monaghan yeah. who you J. know J. him Abram... and jj are tight because yeah. of loss give, give him more more time and then I like Greg Grunberg as Snap Weckley, mainly because I read the Poe Dameron comic and his big, big, uh... Oh, shit, he, he died in this, didn't they? They yeah, killed off yeah. heroes. Yeah, they, ki- they killed him off. Uh, they, he gets more in this, and both those characters could have just been excised and given all that dialogue to Rose. And it would have been fine, and yeah. it would have actually been a little bit more even. And it's like, look, I get it she's a mechanic she can't come out on all the missions with them but it also you know what it does you kind of have this problem to you falling to where it's very clear the new cast is supposed to fill the old roles ray ends up becoming the skywalker uh what is it we get a han solo out of this finn doesn't end up really factoring in <laughs> because he kind of shares the han solo he's like the role. new chewbacca maybe Ooh yeah i guess yeah because they're a team and they need to do it i didn't yeah. think about that you're right which means we don't really have a leia which rose could have been the leia but she could also have been the lando maybe and it's yeah. this this is the problem of like trying to make your new trilogy fit into an old trilogy where it's like well not every character is going to match up 100 percent. yeah yeah it's 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 very very strange how they they've like structured these films where like yeah characters like rose who are like a big part of that second film barely in this barely like couple of scenes yeah uh let's talk about some new characters too uh not all that many really we got babu frick the black market droid uh modder he's a lot of fun he's a lot of fun i like that he's a practical model i like that he's a silly henson puppet totally like something you would see in the original trilogy yep uh we get uh what is it The, the 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 old flame girlfriend in a cool Power Ranger helmet. I liked her a lot. Yeah, J.J. Abrams' friend Carrie Russell comes in for a day to film. Is that who that was? Yeah. Doesn't show her face. That Seriously, that character whose we, we name see escapes like, me. We see like this much. Uh, yeah. That, her, her name escapes me, but her, she might as well have a sign on me that says, you know, like, hey, enjoy my further adventures in the next novel, comic book, or video game, because why would they give me such a cool, unique look if I wasn't coming back in something? That's the thing. Oh, it's the Boba Fett effect, or the the Captain Phasma effect. Um, yes. Uh, but yeah, yeah, like, her, she just, like, kept talking. Like, the way she talks was, like, all of these lines that are, like, and to follow this pickup 
you know this novel issue number six yeah 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 yeah. follow this story and this zorus bliss that that was thank you that was like half the lines of this film is like and if you want to learn more about this make sure to pick up next week's star wars issue one or something again where it's like do you want to see spin-offs do you want to see more of this character which again last jedi did not feel like that it felt like a full movie not like a multimedia project yeah uh again again too to bring it back to other things i think it's hilarious that the emperor gets defeated basically in the same way that uh, mace windu fucked up his face where it's just like he doesn't learn learn. although in this it was more they made it look like it was more of like like ray using the force to like force push it back into him or something but like still like just stop your lightning is that is that like a thing like you can use a lightning but you can't ever stop it it's it's like piss and mad it's like once you start a good solid stream, you can't cut your stream off halfway it's just impossible i can't cut my lightning stream off uh, it, it was fun actually to see uh ray use uh the force lightning by accident there it's like ooh, her palpatinian hi- uh, heritage you know ooh, she might turn bad by the end of this i didn't think she i like would, that she but... can just use it like this is the first this isn't the first time she's gotten angry either and th- yeah. and she just used it like where was this in like the last two films like this is clear that you didn't have been how you weren't building towards this no because again ryan johnson probably had no idea she was a palpatine and jj oh, abrams no. probably only made up his mind here because jj abrams always only makes up his mind at the end see smoke monster yeah yeah exactly like it all just felt like like last minute like like ideas basically like we'll bring palpatine back how don't know we'll explain it in a Fortnite game yeah d- dark sith magic science sure let's go with that which again too it's like this is stupid and then i'm like well he actually came back in the comic in a clone but i'm like yeah that was stupid too just because i remember it doesn't mean it was good yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah the space knife that had the map on it yeah that was another thing yeah like and that it looks like the perfect piece of death star wreckage yeah i didn't think about that either dng you're right yeah. how i like i could i could understand the map like he was in the cave and he was bored so he scribbled a map on it but how was the knife also perfectly like the well, death star i'd have wreckage? to sh- i well again lando references he came to pasana to look with luke to look for the knife and that's where ochi's ship and everything were and again that's reference to like probably a comic or or a book something. or something um again more more references to that sort of shit but like yeah i'd have to imagine that knife was carved after the death star crashed it it would have to have been yeah but yeah Yeah, the the time it's 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 still really strange that like yeah he she just finds the knife that and then she goes to the exact place you meant to hold hold the knife and and that could have all been done it's like oh i'm going to keep this knife because something something in the force is like willing me to this spot or something i don't know well she did have like a force vision when she touched it because we find out later that was the knife that was used to kill her parents so you know i i'll I'll forgive that yeah and yeah they go to it's not endor it's a moon of endor um moon of and not not, not, but we still get we still get the little fucking teddy bear guys at the end though (laughs) um yeah so we get to see the death star wreckage which looks really cool gets get a fight between it and then yeah kylo ren sees harrison ford on his day off from crashing planes oh 
was he fucking i love he did not get dressed up he did not shave his <laughs> shirt is half tucked in i'm like man you drove a dump truck full of money up to his house he's like you got 15 minutes i'm doing one take which is really funny because i really liked that scene that was Me like one, one, of the, one, one of the few moments the movie slowed down for a minute it's the only time the movie slows down and actually gives us an interpersonal moment there. And it's like, you know, you could have given this to anyone. I guess it's good you gave it to Kylo because it actually means he gets one of the better arcs over everyone. Can, can we talk about this, too? Uh, have you seen Frozen 2, Matt? I know this I, seems like a very weird diversion. I haven't, no. Okay, so this will seem like a weird diversion, but please follow me on this one, everyone. <laughs> there is a moment here in Star Wars Rise of Skywalker where Rey, uh, foregoing all the good advice of her friends, takes a skimmer and, you know, goes through, like, the dangerous water yeah. to get to, you know, the wreckage of the Death Star because, you know, the truth about her family and the truth about her lineage is there and she needs to find it. You know, that's that's where her answer is. Mm-hmm. They do the exact same thing in Frozen 2. Like, the exact same thing. Really? <laughs> yes, where Elsa has to cross the water to an old ruin to, you know, find, like, the secret about herself and her family heritage and everything. And I just couldn't fucking believe it, where I'm like, these are both Disney movies, probably developed around the same time, given how long it takes animation to be yeah. done and how long it takes, you know, a movie like this to come together. And I'm like, did, did like, some cleanup writer just really have a boner for, like, and then the heroine has to cross a big body of water? <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I felt, I felt like writing Jenny Nicholson. That's like, look, I know you don't know me and that you probably have no time for me, but, like, so here's a crazy thing <laughs> that I figure only you would appreciate. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh the, the actual fight uh, Ray and Kylo have there on the water—that's that—that's the best fight scene of the movie. I think we can agree. Yeah, I I really I really enjoy. Well, that's that's the only lightsaber fight of the movie, or apart from like that weird one uh, where they uh, fight from the death from the Kylo Ren's uh, apartment to the that planet they go to to get Babu Frink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that that's so weird that these movies have had like like uh last jedi had no lightsaber battles in it whatsoever um until very end no no Although, lightsaber actually crossed each other in that that's film. right that's right the praetorian guards didn't have lightsabers yeah and this is the this is apart from the force awakens f only one fight in that uh as well so it's like two fights huh. across these two films <laughs> Huh. I guess that shows a bit of restraint, which again, they're, bit, yeah. I guess I guess they still had the, we don't want to be the prequels and we don't want to cheapen lightsaber fights by doing it every 10 seconds. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Was, you got to respect them for that. You got, again, you know, it's it's like you got to give props to them. Again, I would have liked if they had planned more out. Do I think this is the worst Star Wars movie ever? No, not Dude. by a long shot. No, it, it, it just, yeah, it just, it suffers from this whole plot Long. thing, this whole plot thing of like, the plot being laid out and then cut up and then things that need to be told not being told i think even like the the um uh the editor for some whatever reason people are interviewing the editor of the film um <laughs> which never happens never happens and and she said like no, yeah there's like we had like these scenes um that kind of explain stuff but we took it out because it like slowed everything down i'm like so that's what you need in this film. You need a, this is uh, the I, last film. 
Again, I, I don't know what movie you think you're making, but you're making Star Wars here. They already <laughs> sold out all the tickets after the first trailer. People are going to come and see it and watch. You could literally put anything on the screen. Yeah, yeah. And that that's how it's almost at a, a billion dollars, which which yeah. I love. It's uh, like oh. pissing lots of people off. I love it. I love it. Of, of course. Where it's like, come on, it's Star Wars. What did you think it was going to do? Uh, also, too, as the chat brings up, yeah, we forgot to talk about the Knights of Ren because they're barely in this. Yeah, after all this, like like talk that we're going to see the knights of red we see pictures and everything yeah they're, they're like in like one scene they capture chewbacca and then kylo ren kills half of them yeah <laughs> yep. no ben lines of, <laughs> yeah no lines of dialogue they show up look intimidating and leave uh, again to borrow a wrestling term they uh, they got jobbed out to kylo ren they got built up <laughs> only to get jobbed out <laughs> Which I'm glad he was the one to be able to kill them. He was their leader. Same. It kind of makes sense that he would be able to kill his own people. Like, yeah. The, the, the fact that they say nothing during that is kind of funny too. It's like, hey man, come on man. I thought we were cool, man. <laughs> is this over a girl? I bet this is over a girl, isn't it? <laughs> and it was. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, well, before we talk about the ending, um, the one scene I really want to see... I want to see him do more with, but, but I'm hesitant mm. because of like the horrors of CGI. And that's like the very brief scene we get to see of like a flashback of Luke oh, and Leia training yeah. CGI. And that looked fucking fantastic. It did, didn't it? Where it's like, are they going to make a whole movie like this one day? Because I'd watch it. I didn't say they should make a whole movie. I said, what did I say when <laughs> I saw that? I said they should make like a Disney Plus, like, like 10 minute, like short films. Short like 10, cool, 10 yeah. like four or five 10 minute short ones just so it keeps the budget down you know you can just push them all out and just explain like a little bit of the backstory it's it was really impressive also kind of another thing like a difference between how ryan johnson sees it and how jj abrams sees it where like ryan johnson was like yeah well of course leo you know knows some force power i mean you know it's in her family it's in her lineage but you know she chose to be a general and everything and a politician because that was more important and that was the place where she was needed in this movie jj was like no she totally trained with lightsabers bro and it was sick as fuck <laughs> she made her own she made her own lightsaber and i'm like mm, but that's also cool though and it gives us the moment at the end though mm, i, I want to be mad but I, it gives us the, yeah it gives us that really cool moment at the end but like what i thought was really flimsy was like how ray got that like that other lightsaber where like like luke in an adr line uh while she well while she's on akto says like i think there's something my sister would like you to have and then just like in that hut behind a wall there's like the lightsaber i'm like oh okay well so well then where's luke's second lightsaber you know yeah the, the green one yeah what happened to that I, really I, cool again that no one ever mentions yeah. there'll be a comic or a video game talking about that i will say too luke lifting up the x-wing out of the water like he did in the swamps a day that's pretty fucking cool too and a cool callback yeah. yeah that that was but that's all it was again fan service again th this movie probably has more fan service than force awakens has which is funny because a lot of people complain that movie was basically just a fan film this this one is like filled to bursting with fan service and yeah. references you know i've got a bad feeling about this yeah yeah it's it's just full of it absolutely and to to a detriment in a way a little bit where again last jedi i liked so much because it very much you know kind of treaded its own course and did its own thing it's like you know maybe we can remake and recontextualize what star wars means for a new audience and we don't have to keep living in the past and i'm like yeah maybe 
And that was also the theme of the movie. That's another thing that kind of gets lost here, where Force Awakens and especially Last Jedi, on a thematic level, were all about, like, oh, is this new generation ready to accept the burden of the Star Wars? Which, again, is Disney's own meta way of being like, oh, you know, are we ready to accept the burden of the Star Wars? The meta reading is completely gone here, and they just do a Star Wars story, yeah. which I'm like, but the first, but the first two movies were all about meta readings, and now you've gotten rid of the meta reading completely. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's probably marked something off in Disney's books. I'm sure they're like, well, you know, you tried to make two meta movies, and uh, apparently no one got it, so you know. Yeah, as like the the final skywalker saga film it's it's mm. pretty disappointing as an ending yeah. they shouldn't have gotten jj abrams to it because he's shit at endings he um, really is where it's like guys have you not seen the man's portfolio like or at least like like as i said at the start of this this movie didn't have as long a production cycle as the other ones they should have just given it an extra six months yeah yeah, they really should. This one needed some more time in the oven. That's not to say it's a complete disaster. Again, yeah. there's stuff to enjoy this movie. Yeah, yeah. I will probably, I will probably enjoy putting it on later. But again, it's no, uh, it's no Last Jedi, and it's even no Force Awakens because even that's arguably more consistent. Yeah, um, and again, like obviously because it's the hot thing to do now, people are calling for this film to get an extended cut, and I don't want to say that we should get it because then it falls into that whole fucking snyder cut bullshit. Yeah. yeah um but again that it, it kind of like i don't think we will get one because uh no it, it again breaks the canon the whole canon is like again which one is canon and then you got fans that say well this one is but then this one is and breaks all of that uh how uh, how do you feel at the very end uh with ray taking up the skywalk and i like that she goes back to tatooine i like that she goes back to the owens farm yeah, again, and I think more again fan service <laughs> more more fan service and again it's like am i an idiot for liking the fan service i'm like am i a, am i like a tasteless I know, right? asshole i know i know yeah yeah the, the, the movie makes me question my own taste and like even the shit i liked about it and it's like okay that's cool and then the lady asks her what's your name which of course has been a big thing for ray since the very beginning and it's like oh what name is she gonna take hilariously i thought they were gonna keep a thing from last jedi and that is like look let the skywalker bloodline die become something new become something different i thought she was gonna say my name is ray owen or something i thought that's what she was gonna I do thought she was just gonna but say no. just just ray i thought that too where it's like like, look, you know, I don't need to be anyone. I just need to be myself. Wouldn't that have been a nice message? But again, we got to do fan service. So again, I'm Ray Skywalker. And, I'm like, all right, fine. Well, when I heard that, I, I kind of chuckled to myself because I remember way, way back, like, I think when we talked about The Last Jedi, I mentioned something about how, like, the Skywalker name will become, like, the new name for the Jedi. Like, that's what people will right. call them. And that's... If you're a good Force user. And that's essentially what Ray does. <laughs> little bit little bit everyone can be a skywalker every new jedi can take that name like i i really wish she didn't do that but like at the same time like oh that's actually kind of cool like she was a palpatine so like she took the name of the family mm. her grandfather absolutely loathed and hated as much as anyone can uh and she took it as a as a sort of like a fuck you to him 
that's that is cool the bit with the two sons again total fan service but also that like okay so we have fucking weird why was bb8 there <laughs> bb8 is a know, droid it's pose uh, well, why wasn't r2 there r2 should be in there because he's barely in these fucking films as one of the only surviving droids yeah agreed he should have come full circle too <laughs> well yeah. no one cares about droids matt that's the subtext of this movie as well <laughs> droids are second class citizens and yeah. fuck them yeah we'll just mind wipe them and and uh, not give a shit about them <laughs> that needs to be the next trilogy of films the droid uprising <laughs> when will it happen <laughs> When will the droids finally say no more, ruled by their dark master, C-3PO? <laughs> oh, you all deserve to die now. Fuck you all. Robo rights now. I'd pay to see that. See, that's what gets all of humanity together. Like, look, we may have been First Order, we may have been Resistance, but we can all agree, fuck them droids. Yeah, that's, like, like fuck Palpatine, that's not what brings them together. All the droids are resisting, that's what brings them all together droids demanding rights and that's when they all come together it's like maybe we're not so different you and i <laughs> yes humanity first humanity first <laughs> and the aliens are like that includes us too okay bipedal humanity first <laughs> uh but yeah so that was rise of skywalker not the worst but not the ending i wanted either no so it doesn't feel like an ending though it feels like a no like a and it's not that's the other like an thing. eight eight point nine yeah. like in it, terms it, of where it should should have been totally and it never will be the ending too because again do you do you not think disney's not going to keep making new star wars they might have like built it as like oh the end of the trilogy the end of the friend no they're not we're going to get a new star wars movie every year guys well, it's going to yeah, be like well, I, I think it's like this the end of the Skywalker saga. I don't think we're gonna yeah. like we'll probably get like other films where like like Ray might appear, but like in terms of Skywalker saga, I think this is it. Which is yeah. sad because this is the final film. So like, yeah, I know. What a film like, to go meh. out on. <laughs> yeah, just kind of meh. All right. Yeah, okay. Like, like again, I'm sure in the coming weeks and months, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, this character should get a spinoff. This character should get a spinoff." I would like to see a Finn spinoff where he goes around trying to free all the children, because again, it feels like they really left that open ended. I would too, but considering John Boyega's like recent comments, I don't think yeah. that's gonna be happening. Man, that dude burned his bridge in expert style, did he not? <laughs> Oscar Isaac kind of did as well, which makes me like really weird because like this film he 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 had like a lot to do with this film it's like was he, he just like not happy with it or yeah like, i liked everything he did in this film it was great also too what was with the change because like early on the narrative seemed to be like oh they were so happy that you know jj abrams is back they liked him so much from the first movie yada 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 and now at the end of it they're just kind of like meh fuck star wars maybe 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 the fans did it to the mat maybe we're the reason they hate working <laughs> on star wars uh, there could be a, a, a number of reasons, number of reasons why this happened. Like, this could be, like, the film they weren't shown originally or, like, mm. weren't told, like, they knew all the cuts were coming or something. I don't know. They were, they were promised something else. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. It's, it's a hell of a thing. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's Star Wars, everyone. And that's, I guess that's basically our show, man. I think we've talked for, like, a full. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we... Aaron Half, yeah. 
Yeah, we, we've talked for a full show. We were going to talk about what we read this week, but again, you know, I think I think that's a full show. That's that's all the old business. Next week we'll come back and we'll talk about new business. Yes, I'm sure there'll be some new stuff coming out in the next week. Well, yeah, I we think... got a new Batman. We'll what, talk what's about. coming out? Oh, ne- well, next week the last two episodes of Crisis of Infinite Earths begins. Oh shit! Yeah, we got that. We got a new Batman. It'll be a good week. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be good stuff. So, uh, yeah, if you're one of the 20 people who joined us live uh, over on Twitch, again, that's Sunday, starting at about 10 Eastern Standard Time, give or take. Uh, be sure to join us uh, in the future if you can. You know, it's always a lot of fun. We always like to take questions from the chat and everyone and let you guys uh, be involved in the conversation. Uh, I guess I'll just about do it for me and Matt here. Again, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you for putting up. Uh, with our two weeks off and everything we promise we'll only do it once a year <laughs> maybe maybe again you know maybe we gotta gotta recharge our batteries but uh, yeah thank you everyone we had a lot of fun uh we'll be back again uh next week for sure same time same place if you're watching this on youtube on wednesday at eight be sure to like subscribe favorite comment smash bells smash whatever <laughs> do do the engagement thing that makes youtube work yeah that, that gives us the little green ticks next to everything yeah that's that that's all i know just do the thing that makes youtube work i can't do it myself <laughs> <laughs> if i would i could so uh yeah that'll about do it for us everyone right. bye-bye bye